Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 6.30 chair. Oh yeah, we got a fun second hour planned starting with the big man, George LaRock, who is about to join us for our friends at Conlon Motorsports. We'll check in with Logan Gordon, who works for Sportsnet 960 down in Calgary. Big day there as far as uh, Jacob Markstrom and uh, some comments that he made about the front office and how they've handled his the trade rumors around the goaltender who pretty much has been their best player this season and certainly recently Uh, so will he still be a Calgary Flame in a week's time the deadline a week from today I guess we will find out but we'll talk to Logan about how things are going they're also retiring Mika Kiprasov's number 34 against the Penguins tomorrow night so uh, there's that angle to the goaltending scenario down there as well but you know that uh, some guests of this show do receive gift cards to Japanese Village Edmonton's favorite place to celebrate your special occasion uh, try a Wagyu steak today and we will dive right into this conversation now with George the Rock. He is brought to you by Conlin Motorsports. They'll help you get out there. Visit one of Conlin Motorsports' four locations across Alberta or online at conlinmotorsports.ca. George, you're on with Brendan tonight. How's it going? Very good, Brendan. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. So, uh, listen, I want we'll get to the Oilers talk in a little bit here, but to me, uh, you are the perfect person to talk about Matt Rempe taking the heavyweight circuit in the NHL by storm this season, and it's he's making a lot of fans right now, and of course, along with that, uh, that dark, dark art, if you will, George, is going to be the conversation about safety and, and that sort of thing. So, when you, as a, as a former heavyweight champion of the league see an up-and-comer at six foot seven 240 come in here this willing and, and eager to uh, to take on all that the NHL has what's your reaction okay so just so people understand I know that people are not used to seeing this anymore because you know the it seemed like the league was kind of going away from it but there's nothing that prevents a team to have a player that could bring energy, that could be physical and defend, you know, the Stars player and stuff, right? So the thing with Matt Rampe is that he wants to make a name for himself. He wants to establish himself. Because if he does, and when he does, he's going to give room to his players. We saw what happened uh, the Rangers when they played the Caps a couple of years ago when they wanted an answer for, for Tom Wilson and he injured uh, Panarin and stuff. So... I like what, what that kid is doing, and it's tough. It's, it's, that's why people say it's the toughest job in professional sport because, you know, he has to figure it out uh, himself. He's tall. He has to use his reach. 
uh, obviously he has to be smarter when he fights because you don't want to get punched in the face too much because you're not going to have a long career. So I think he's going to figure it out. He's an awesome kid. It's so refreshing to see this kid just happy to have a chance and to play that the way that he is. And his name going, to, his name is going throughout the league. So if anyone ever questioned the popularity of fighting, well, his name has been mentioned out of the Rangers more than Panarin and any other stars players that are there. So it tells you a lot about the excitement that that is around him and stuff. So, no, I like what he's doing. I like the fact that he's, uh, you know, he's making a name for himself. And surely his teammates will play much bigger with a guy like that in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Now, it's been a part of his game in the past, but he's he's certainly not limited to just the uh, the squared circle, if you will. Now, there's something to be said for him trying to make his name. What do you think about all the existing heavyweights being the ones to initiate this conversation in warm-up? Uh, maybe, can you shed some light on what that conversation may sound like and, and whether you think it's fair for Rempe to be put in that position if he's not the one going up to them saying, hey, can I have it? Okay, so just so people understand, hockey, fighting, it's so mental. It's mental, it's psychology. So it's psychology. So when you're a tough guy and you play against a guy like that, that you know is going to ask you, you want to have the upper end because th- there's something to be said about, you know, you go in a warm-up, there's a veteran that is there, and other than Rempe asking him, the veteran is like, hey, kid, you want a chance? Let's go. Right away, it gives anxiety to Rempe because it's like, oh, my God, why, why does he want to go after me? Why did he ask me? Because fighting, it's, it, it's so mental, and it's so hard to explain. And these guys, they don't want him to ask them. They want to dictate when we're going, and, and, and the time. And that's why they're doing that. So then what that does, it puts pressure on the kid. You know, 22 years old, you get a veteran guy that's been going at it for a long time. And just so you know, Rempe is a bit disadvantaged because in junior, as you know, the role for fighting it was totally different than years ago. So the guys that is fighting learn how to fight in junior for years because the roles weren't like it is now. But with a guy with his reach, I see him potentially could become the heavyweight of the league. It reminds me of a young Bugard with his reach, and then when he figures it out, um, he's going to be untouchable because he's so tall. You know, he plays hard. He plays physical, and, and it's awesome and refreshing to see. It's refreshing to see the fact that it kind of brings, you know, the job back. It kind of brings what I did back then, and uh, it's just awesome to see. And, and you remember, we're talking about the Rangers. The Rangers, one of the most popular teams, in the NHL, a team that will make the playoff, a team that's supposed to go deep. And they think a guy like that in lineup is important. So that tells you about the role, how important that is. So, no, I loved it so much, and it's been really entertaining. Yeah, that's spot on, George. I mean, we're not talking about a guy who was picked in the first or second round. This is a 2026th rounder. Every team in the league passed him over several times, and and yet here he is providing value with uh, you know six games played, 32 penalty minutes already, a couple of points to his credit, and he's only playing about five minutes a night. So kind of tough you know to make an impact when you're doing that, but he is. But watch this, watch this, okay, so people can understand, okay? The presence of Rempe is making team changing the lineup. The big uh, rivalry, you know, in New York is the Devils against the Rangers. They went to get McDermott to respond to Rempe. They got McDermott because Rempe is a problem. It's, it tells you right there, you know, you put teams in a position, when a big guy like that comes in and it's physical, you have to address it. You have to find a way so then your star players don't get hurt. 
and then someone to be in there to light up the fire. And then the devils were in the position that they had no choice. So they got McDermott. So it just showed you how this job mentally, how it could take a toll and how team, you know, they're forced to respond to it, especially a team that you will play a lot in the same division. And there are some heavyweights out east as we chat with George Larocq for Conlin Motorsports right now. Um, it's, it's you know, you see him out there, and yes, that New Jersey's had to respond, but lying in wait basically all season, because they haven't used him a whole heck of a lot now, is Ryan Reeves, who hadn't fought since the first week or two of the NHL campaign, and then has a tune-up tilt against the league's penalty minutes leader in, in Liam O'Brien last night. So it, it looks like he's getting ready to state his claim to that heavyweight title. He was patting the bicep after scoring the takedown. And and uh, again, so you see, George, I, I'm noticing the further along in the season we get the more important that role becomes. No, and you know what? Tomorrow, the Rangers are playing. Like, they're playing Ryan Reeves. Like, Toronto. Mm -hmm. Rangers, Toronto, and you know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Ryan Reeves has been getting a bit of heat uh, in Toronto because of his uh, contribution. So, he has a lot of pressure. They questioned him about him, and he kind of said, you know, he played it down. But he knows that he has to reestablish himself he has to show Toronto why they got him, how he's the best in the league. He saw all the major, like, the real true heavyweight fighting Rampe. So now he has to do a statement. I have no doubt that tomorrow Ryan Reeves is going to fight Rampe. And uh, I hope that kid is ready. And I, and I trust the fact that he will be. Use his reach, and it should be an awesome tilt. We have all known that this was lining up for Hockey Night in Canada. It'll be, you know, shown on the Leafs broadcast. And, and this is sort of what I was alluding to before, George, where you've got a guy who's basically fighting for his spot in the league at this point. Uh, and Rempe's aware of that and has been, I'm sure, since he saw this on the calendar when he came up. So there's a period of time here where, as you talked about, this kid's got this on the back of his mind heading into this game, uh, even before they have the, the talk and warm up if it comes to that right but but it's not as if he isn't actively right now sitting there thinking that he has to go tomorrow night on the big stage uh, no the guy is so nervous right now and i remember when i was doing that job when i was a rookie uh, major anxiety going through your mind the hardest part about fighting is the anxiety because when you fight the adrenaline kicks in and you don't know what's going on but you know to think about it he's going to look at videos of reese he's going to get ready for it there's so many scenarios that goes to his mind it's so hard. It is the hardest thing to, to compose because he's going to be thinking, okay, what's going to happen? He's going to ask me in the warm-up, what's going to happen? He's going to ask me in the middle of the game, at the end of a shift, he's going to jump me. Are we going to square up? All these stuff is going to your mind, and, and it's so hard. And you're alone. You're alone. You're in the dressing room, and you have to show everyone that you're invincible. You can't show people that you're affected by it and stuff because they're relying on you to protect them. So you have to be like a gladiator, and that's the thing. So you have to show a front that really you're really worried. And it's normal to be worried. It's normal because, you know what? You could die. In an NHL fight, you could die. You know, and, and, and the disc crosses our mind. And at the end of the fight, often when the guy falls down, you can hit your head on the ice. And the ice, as you know, it's like concrete. So so many things come to mind, and that's why sometimes guys cannot sleep. They can't sleep. They can't nap. They get so nervous in the afternoon because it plays mental game in your head that is so hard to cope with.
But when you listen to him uh, talk about the joy of of playing in the NHL, you know, he's he, he'll decide if this is the long-term role he's going to fill, I think. But for now, it's pretty fun to watch. And it reminds me, George, a lot of, of Arbor Jacki a couple of years ago when we first were introduced to him as he introduced himself to Zach Cassian. And now what we're learning about Jacki is... Uh, you could shoot the puck at about 107 miles an hour, which is ridiculous. And then you're seeing him make stretch passes in recent games while also bringing that element of needing to be held back by an official so he didn't go after Evan Rodriguez. So, uh, again, these guys are unicorns in today's day and age, but uh, they provide such a service to their team. You can't ignore it. No, and you know, about Jack, I was not happy with the team sending him down because he, br- he bring a dimension to the Canadian that they haven't had in a long time, and he could play hockey too. And the thing is, it looked for a while that he wasn't in the plan of the team anymore, and so many teams in the NHL were interested in trading for him. It's almost like Montreal Canadian woke up thinking, well, if he's good enough for all the teams inquired to get him, why is he not good enough for us? Because he is so important lineup. And guys, they said it. Kofiel has said it. You make them feel bigger and, and, you know, heavier when he's in the lineup. The respect that he commands when he's out there. You know, his reputation. He fought Reeves. He fought Cassian. He fought a lot of guys. And they know they're well protected when he's in the lineup. So we've got an Edmonton Oilers team as we chat with George LaRocque for a few more minutes. Uh, Edmonton Oilers team that's about to, um, we'll call it a road trip because they've only got the one pit stop at home on Sunday in the next six games. Big stretch for a team that's coming off a 2-2-1 homestand. Are you sort of getting a clearer idea of what you think this team needs to add ahead of the trade deadline next week? What do you think? You know, we're hearing, like, getting a forward, getting maybe a defenseman and all these things, and the others are really strapped for cash, so it's very hard to have someone, and you're going to have to make a trade that the team keeps a portion of the salary and might cost you on your prospect uh, or whatever, but they're in a really hard position to have something. To me, to be, if I'm going to be honest, what I would do, I would have to go away. Because I have nothing against Skinner and his backup. They did really good this year when the coach arrived. They turned it around in regular season. But goaltending is one of the hardest positions in the NHL, and it takes years for a goalie to mature. And you need someone that could, you know, give a brief to Skinner if he's having a, you know, a hard stretch in a playoff. And that's why, you know, I'd be more sicker to have a veteran guy that could be out there in case something was to happen. You know, and, and, you know, the best way you could look at it, if you look at us 2006 when we had, you know, Dwayne Wilson and then we had UC Markinen. Dwayne Wilson was number one goalie, but we had a guy that, despite him, we went to game seven. So we had a guy capable of helping us win. So experience in the playoff is so big. It's so, it's so like, huge. So I don't know if the others need scoring because in the playoff, defensive helps you win game. Because, you know, you know, it's always the unsung heroes, other guys that's going to have to score because Connor, people will try to neutralize him and they won't be able to. But, but still, he's the guy with dry saddle that people will put their attention on. But, you know, I just think, and I say it every year, and I always talked about it, when we solidify a one-two tandem, kind of like Boston has done with all Mark and Swayman, when you have that, you know, a goalie that gets hurt, you have somebody else that could replace him. So it doesn't hurt you in regular season and in the playoff too and stuff. So that's what I would do. I know the focus is not there, but uh, we'll see what the others will do. 
Last question for you, George. I know you were on the other side of the Battle of Alberta, of course, but Mika Kiprasov having his number 34 raised to the rafters. Uh, do you remember playing against him? I know he was kind of the top of the, of the league at the time that you would have been engaged in the Battle of Alberta. Yeah, well, you know what? Calgary needs something to celebrate because then they're, gonna, they're not going to celebrate anything for a long time. <laughs> so, oh, let's do something for a fan and let's retire his jersey yeah. because they're not allowed to, to, to they're not about to, to make it far into the playoff or even to make the playoff. So let's give a little candy to our fans and then uh, this is the type of ceremony that we could celebrate Why us, the others, it's not those type of ceremony we're going to celebrate. It's the cup. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. The ceremony of jerseys, jerseys and stuff, it's not what the guys are playing for. They're playing for the cup. George, always love to hear from you, big man. I'll let you get back to your Friday night, okay? Thank you. Anytime. Thank you, brother. That is George LaRock, uh, brought to you by Conlin Motorsports. They'll help you get out there. Visit one of Conlin Motorsports' four locations across Alberta or head online to conlinmotorsports.ca. That's C-O-N-L-O-N. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Brendan Escott in with you tonight. The Oilers playing the Seattle Kraken in Seattle tomorrow at 2 o'clock here on 630 Chad. Reed Wilkins will have the City Ford Face-Off show at 12.30 and it doesn't stop there. We will uh, we will host you for a 7 o'clock game, the Pittsburgh Penguins in town at Rogers Place on Sunday. No shortage of uh, hockey action in this city at all. And the Oil Kings are in action as well in uh, Medicine Hat tonight. Back home to take on Swift Current tomorrow. They're busy. Just 10 games left in the Oil Kings season. Hey, with close to 35 years in business, Brent Ridge Ford has a lot of long-term loyal customers. If you currently own an F-150, you can get up to $16,000 off of a new F-150. If you want to be treated fairly at every aspect of vehicle ownership and get award-winning service, you can call our friends at Brent Ridge Ford. 780-352-6048. Ask for Rich, Johnny, and Uncle Milt in sales, or Kevin, Margie, and Mike in service. And remember that cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. That wasn't the cadence of that jingle at all. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Now I'm singing on the radio. I think we should probably just go to news. No, I promised you some text messages, so that's what we're going to do. Caleb in Lethbridge says, Obviously, I want the team to have success and win every game, but there is a part of me that wonders if the Oilers would be better off slipping into the first wild card and playing in the Central Division for the playoffs. I say this because Vancouver's playing well, and with the possibility of Vegas and potentially the Kings loading up with all the cap space they will have, What are your thoughts? Well, we heard from Frank that, in fact, Los Angeles will not be able to load up. Adrian Kempe will return, so they won't uh, make a big addition. But Adrian Kempe is that addition. He is an oiler killer. He's a pest, and he's good. He's really good. So uh, I I sort of see what you're saying there. Vegas is going to load up. Vancouver is falling off right now. We're looking at a team that's lost a few games in a row. Uh, They are showing some cracks in the foundation that was otherwise pretty well impermeable to this point in the season. I don't think Dallas or Colorado is going to be any easier a route out of the first round than, say, uh, you know, Vancouver would be, or, or Vegas, for that matter, or Los Angeles. 
That's what I think. But I'll tell you what, Caleb, I like that text. We're going to put it in the draw for the text of the week. Where's that? Uh, where's that liner? <laughs> text of the week, uh, which is uh, brought to you by Great White Car Wash. You'll know, get uh, into the draw to receive three months of washes at Bob's favorite car wash. That is, again, Great White Car Wash on 100 and, what, 100 and 10004. 169th Street. That's 100th Avenue. That's what I was trying to get to. 10004 169th Street. It's really hard to miss. I've driven past it a bunch. Uh, yes, so thank you, Caleb, for that one. You're in the draw. We're going to kick it off to Thomas Dias for a Global News weather traffic update. Logan Gordon coming on from uh, uh, Sportsnet 960. Holy smokes, I need a break. Sportsnet 960 is going to tell us what's going on with the Flames, Jacob Markstrom, Chris Tanev's deal, and much, much more.